0: Here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, faithful? It is absolutely great to be with you guys. There's some terrible football being played at this current moment, and I couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> I was like, why why am I spending my time Watching this awful game um, between the Kirk Cousins and the Bid, whatever. Uh, don't ever go into the bathroom with that guy. Um, it's just terrible football. So I-, I wanted to redirect and spend my time constructively with you guys. And so shout out to the Countdown crew. I love it. All the hashtag CCs, man. Th- th- I think we've been doing the countdown crew for a year and a half now, and I I need to go back (laughs) and count up all the giveaways we have done. Um, It's been crazy, and you know I'm currently in the works with a couple different companies trying to get some more giveaways to get to you guys, Uh, so hopefully we'll see that soon. But I wanted to spend today, it's Thursday, the practice reports are starting to kind of fill up and make more sense with who we have out there this week. Um, you know, obviously we're on the road in Cincinnati. The Bengals are a good team. And I don't want this episode to be all about the Bengals. That's going to be our next episode that we do on Saturday. Uh, Little Chapman's got his flag football game tomorrow right after school. So I'm not going to be able to record then. Uh, his team's undefeated. He's killing it, by the way. Um, Little Chapman's, he might be a little baller. I'm pretty pumped. Um... And then so Saturday, I will get that to you guys. And <laughs> Yeah, J.D., he says, thank you for saving us from Thursday night football. This is bad, man. Um, one of the biggest bets we did this year to start the year was uh, the Steelers not making the playoffs. And, man, I, 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 think, I think we hit home on that one. I, I don't think – I know the record is, like, right on the cusp of being a playoff team. That ain't a playoff team. Uh, that's a bad football team. They started off hot like they do always – but, uh, yeah, it's over. It's over. Um, did you see the Steve Young interview? I have seen clips of it. I haven't finished the whole thing. Uh, that's on my queue for the morning, my morning drive to work. Um, that's when I'm going to jump into the Steve Young. But, yes, I have seen most of the highlights and all of those things. And, you know, I, I love Steve Young. I-, I love what he has to say. I think it's important. Um and also, um, I, I, sometimes I can disagree with the takes. I mean, Steve Young and Joe Montana disagree with each other, right? Uh, like, who should have been the quarterback and all those things. That's cool. That's cool. Um, you know, they're allowed opinions. And, and that's one of the things that I like about this podcast and all podcasts. Like, don't agree with me on everything. And I'm not like, I, I tell my students this all the time. If you agree with one person, I don't care who that person is, all the time, you're an idiot. You're an idiot, and so, like, discourse is a great thing, and so you can listen to Steve Young, who's somebody that I admire, I look up to, he's incredible, uh, on and off the field, amazing person, all these different things, and you can disagree with certain takes that he has, and that's okay, Um, and you can disagree with maybe one or two of my takes, that's about it, no more than that. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, so, let's jump into the practice report, the injuries, all of that stuff, because it's it's a lot it is a lot so here we go without further ado let's talk about these injuries and let's let the head coach himself start it off this is today's practice plan and kind of where things are mohurst calf won't practice Trent cannon concussion won't practice um greenlaw groin won't practice debo groin won't practice elijah mitchell um concussion slash knee won't practice emmanuel ankle won't practice um jeff wilson knee limited Alex Mack and Trent won't practice, but not injury-related. So, I apologize. I misled you on the start of that. That was yesterday's um, clip, courtesy of Juan Solis, the beautiful man himself, man behind the scenes. Jeff Wilson Jr. was full go today, as was Fred Warner. And so, getting some reserves back, but not all the reserves we were hoping to. Oh, what's up, Tommy? Appreciate the gift, man. He says, I'm on a run listening. We need this win. Let's go. Hey, man, I, I want to channel to you my innermost 80s sports montage uh, song that I could possibly, like, boom. I'm thinking Karate Kid. We're the best around. Nobody's ever going to let you down, Tommy. Go get them, big guy. Get those extra steps in, Those extra, that extra run. That is awesome. Uh, Love it, man. And, and so, Yeah, Debo, still not practicing. That would hurts. I think Debo, I'm not sure he's going to play this week. The one that I'm holding out hope, right? Because, again, Debo, Elijah Mitchell, Greenlaw, Hurst, Mosley, Cannon. uh, Mosley 100% not playing this week. Um, Possibly could go on IR. They would probably announce that on Saturday like they usually do. Trenton Cannon, I doubt he plays this week. Mo Hurst, doubt he plays this week. Greenlaw, doubt he plays this week. Elijah Mitchell. That's the one to keep the eye on. One, he's just been lights out incredible. There's no doubt about that. But also, on top of that, like he, we are so dependent upon him for Shanahan to be any shadow of what Shanahan is. When we haven't had Elijah Mitchell in the lineup, Shanahan, it's, (laughs) it's Shanahan light, right? Like it's watered down Shanahan. It's, it's, it's into the packet of Kool-Aid. You got to add extra water and you're not hitting the ratio. uh, There's not enough sweetener in there. That's what it is. Uh, It's diet Shanahan. So That's the big one. Now, this game's huge. All games are huge. The 49ers are currently in the playoffs, right? We're the seventh seed. And if you look at where the Cincinnati Bengals are, they're sixth seed in the AFC. So relatively uh, middle on similar pass. Now, the schedule for the 49ers shakes out very, very well. Um, And again, if you don't understand the tiebreaker rules, um, head-to-head is number one, then it's conference record. Well, guess what? This is not a conference game. The 49ers schedule for conference games, or the record, is 5-5. Five and five. Um, Of the five remaining teams that we have, three are in the AFC. Um, so we've got Bengals, Titans, and Texans, and we only have two NFC teams. And that is the Atlanta Falcons who that's the most important game we have left. And then the Rams which is probably the second most important game we have left. This one's bottom of the list. As far as games that go, do do we need to win it? 100%. If you were to ask me, okay, of the next five games, you have to lose one. Which one do you lose? It's going to be one of those three AFC teams. They're, they're all of equal weight. You need to win some of them, because you go two and three. You probably you might make the playoffs. <laughs> He's trash. Now, here's the crazy thing, and I said this last week. If the 49ers lose this game and go to six and seven, and the teams behind us all win. Right? Eagles are behind us, Vikings are behind us, Panthers are behind us, right? And the Falcons and Saints. Let's say every team behind us wins, which it's looking like the Vikings are probably going to win. Guess what? We lose, every team behind us wins. We're still the sixth seed next week. We have a game leeway. Um, because the only two team, the only team that could tie us in record is the Philadelphia Eagles. Th- that's the only one. If we if they win, they lose. And then we'd have the same record, but guess what? We beat them head to head. So we own a lot of the tiebreakers. We have the tiebreakers of the Eagles. We have the tiebreakers of the Vikings. We don't play the Panthers. We do play the Falcons. So that's key. Um, I don't think that you have to win out. Obviously, that's always the goal. You focus one at a time. But this is nowhere near that whole, you know, make it, break it game, whatever. And I know fans, we like to say this is a must win. You got to rebound after a terrible loss or whatever else. I don't think it is. You know, as as a coach and as a player, every game, you got to focus on that. But as a fan, you know, stepping back and looking at this logically and the spread that's ahead of you. I don't, I don't think it is. Maybe I'm wrong, but just mathematically, it's not. It's not. Jason, what's up, man? He says, nice hat. <laughs> Where do I get one? Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, residency, um, that is the uh, company. You see a lot of the 49ers repping these bad boys. I gave a couple of them away on Patreon, um, and, yeah, I was just like, you know what? It's time for a new hat. It's time for a new hat. So I got this guy. Thank you so much. Um, Yeah, you checked about just residency SF hats. Just search that. It'll pull up. They have a whole bunch of different ones. Um, And yeah, Dirtbag, I hate calling you that, but that is your tag. He says, I hope Depot and Mitchell play. You're damn right, man. I really hope they play as well. We need them. And, you know, Michael, he says, do you think we run the ball 40 times? Not without Elijah Mitchell, we don't. Not even close. Because right now... The running back lineup, Jeff Wilson's number one, who Shanahan has kept on the sidelines, only uses him in emergency situations. There was one game earlier this year where he used him like crazy, but it's not his go-to. So right now it's Jeff Wilson, Jamichael Hasty, and Brian Hill, who we just signed to the practice squad. He's going to be called up this week. That's it. Everybody else is hurt. And even if Elijah Mitchell is a full go, because, again, he's got the knee and the concussion, which I think he... If I had to bet on this, thankfully you can't bet on these things. (laughs) I probably would. Um, If I had to bet, I think he plays, Elijah Mitchell. I do. I think he leans that way. But the concussion protocol is always just kind of strange. It's just kind of a weird whatever. But good news Uh, let's hear from the captain of our defense who man I love this guy he is back and I want to listen I want you to listen to Fred Warner himself just talking about how he waited until he was 100% Uh,
1: I did you know um, you know we all talked about it we were all on the same page that uh, the risk didn't the risk outweighed the reward right Um, you know I could have went out there and you know, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have known what was going to happen. So uh, it was either go out there, risk being out for another four weeks, or take one week off and be back for this week. So happy to be back.
0: Yeah, and you know, while he was out, I think this is important. And I, I want to make sure that I spend adequate time on this. Um, Aziz was unreal. And going back to Fred Warner here, I think this is important because Fred Warner is kind of the big brother. He came in, you know, um, took that starting spot. First game, Fred Warner's missed as a pro, and he gives some love to Aziz here.
1: Man, he was—that was his. I think his best game to date. Um, played outstanding, and uh, you know the defense didn't—they didn't drop off one bit. I mean, that was uh, such a such a great outing by the entire defense. But Aziz, he was out there controlling the defense, uh, making making big plays, being you know all over the place like he always is, and so. Uh, I was on the sideline, and I was was cheering extra hard for him.
0: Yeah, Aziz, he's a baller. He's a beast. And I think probably the biggest play, uh, man, there's so many big plays whenever you watch a game, right, and you have like 60 offensive, 60 defensive plays or around that number. And it always boils down to kind of three or four plays. And Aziz put this team in a position to win against the Seahawks. And, and, you know, we did this whole Patreon breakdown, went through the whole offense, went through the whole defense. This was one of my favorite plays by far. I'm not going to share a whole bunch of plays. If you want to check those out, as always, go to patreon.com. Uh, then just search 49ers Rush Podcast. It's the best place. We go through every single play, offensive defense, for every single game, the coaching tape. Like, if you want to be an in Ford fan, that's the place to go. Um, and it's only eight bucks a month for everything, for 220 plus whatever. Uh, but check this play out of Aziz forcing the fumble at the end of the game. Big players make big plays in big moments. All came out. Well, look right here, and you can see it. Watch 2-7. He doesn't force the fumble, but he's the first one that recognizes it. Look at him right here. He's watching. He holds his hand up like it's fourth down. Oh, there's the ball. Whoop. Man, Everett was trashed this game. Gave us a free interception. Should have been a touchdown and fumbled this one. Aziz is going to force this one. Watch him right here. Just track him. Comes up, puts his helmet on the ball. Boom, right there. Helmet on the ball. That ball's out. Get in there and get it, baby. Defense did everything and more to dominate this game. Everything and more. They had one bad defensive drive. One. One bad defensive drive this whole game. The rest was special teams, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Josh freaking Norman. Make no mistake about it. Defense played great. Ah, this is frustrating. I'm glad to finally put it behind us. If you watch this whole thing, you are a freaking trooper, man. That was it was a, that was an hour and thirty in on the defensive performance and they played really well they did like took a lot away from it the special teams which we're gonna spend some time on at the end of this episode that was the issue we lost because of special teams Jimmy Garoppolo Josh Norman that's that's just the the truth of the matter now uh, real quick man we're getting close to the holidays and if you're not sure what you want because I'm one of those crazy people too and my wife's like all right what do you want and I'm just like shirt. I don't know like if I want something I'll just buy it whatever like teacher salary come on guys um but uh anyway this is something to ask for um shout out to every plate and those people trying to lose some weight and live healthy here we go experience full plates and fuller wallets with America's best value meal kit here's the deal I was beyond skeptical okay not a big cook I don't really have a lot of time for that you guys know I got way too much stuff going on but With every point, it is all the hard stuff's taken out of it. And so here's what's amazing. You prepare all of your meals in less than 30 minutes or less. And again, I wouldn't touch it if that was the case. But it's healthy, it's delicious, and it's quick. You ever sit around like, all right, what am I going to make next? They take all of that out. And so if you head over to everyplate.com, use the promo code 49ers179, no specials. Now, what does that 179 mean? Uh, With no spaces, again, 49ers179, every meal is $1.79. So again, go over to everyplate.com and enter the code 49ers179. $1.79 $1.79 per meal. It's incredible. And here's the one of the things why I've, I've worked with these guys for so long is I endorse their product. I use their product of my family. My son likes their product. My wife likes it. If you can make all of us happy, you're doing something great. So give yourself and your wallet a break. Enjoy delicious, affordable meals delivered to your door. You know you have to go shopping and ready to go in just six simple steps. So Try every plate for just $1.79 per mil by going to everyplate.com and entering code 49ers179. All right, a couple questions that are coming through here that I kind of like. Um Jay Good, I think I pronounced that correctly. He says, Do you think we should put Jimmy Ward at corner until mostly is healthy? I don't. I really, really don't. I don't want to mess up something that's working. Jimmy Ward out there makes Talanoa Hufunga great, and the three-safety look has worked wonders. I love it. I absolutely love it. So I don't want to move Jimmy Ward. Keep him out there. The corners need to step up. There's no doubt about it. Um, You know, Shanahan talked about how there's a competition for that spot with Mosley out between the two rookies and number 27. Number 27s look good on the inside, not the outside, but there's no doubt in my mind. Shanahan's going with it's a Shanahan loyalty program number 27 is going to be starting this week I don't like it Um, now here's what I would do personally I would rotate series allow them to go out there and prove a true meritocracy the message that sends to the team is hey man put them out there start with the rooks give them first opportunity Uh, we know what number 27 is right Uh, he's 30 plus whatever like he's not the future no matter what Shanahan believes he's not Dia Lenore, he definitely struggled. There's no doubt about it. Gave up a touchdown, um, got beat to the inside on a deep third and 19. But, again, on the Patreon, we talk about that terrible defensive call. Give him some safety help over the top. Good God. Um, but, I, like, I'll say this. I, what I would do, I'd put Demo out there first series, Ambry Thomas out there second series, number 27 out there third series. And who wants it? And so each one of them gets a series. Well, let's see what happens. And then roll with the hot hand. And don't be afraid to jump back and forth. Like, that's fine. But what you can't do is just put 27 out there and just say, shrug your shoulders, whatever happens, happens. Do the whole Josh Norman approach, who gives up multiple touchdowns, back-to-back games, and we're just like, meh, not a big deal. He's a leader of this team, which is just totally... Ah. <laughs> you got to make me mad. You're going to make me mad. So I'd keep Ward, uh, Jay Good, at at where he is. You've got to give these corners. Let's be real. I I want the 49ers to make the playoffs. I think that we're a playoff caliber team. Are we winning the Super Bowl? I don't think so. Uh, but if you make the playoffs, who knows? Get You have to develop these rookies. At some point, Kyle Shanahan, you got to trust a rookie. And there's going to be growing pains. But are there not growing pains with Norman? Are there not growing pains with Akello when he was here? Are there not growing pains with Rashad Robinson? The praying mantis. Y'all remember that guy? Pass interference, just freaking walking. You got to let these kids grow. They're peacocks. Let them spread their (laughs) feathers. Let them fly, Captain. Uh, Anyway, uh, yeah, with you, Philip. You got to let Trey Lance out there too. Now, uh, Fonzie. What's up, Fonzie? Appreciate this question. Um, he says, did you hear Rex Ryan on his podcast? No, I don't. I do not listen to Rex Ryan's podcast. Uh, he is very entertaining. I I don't agree with a lot of his takes, but I thought that this was interesting. I did see this on Twitter, but again, I I don't listen to his podcast, so it might be, you know, more nuanced than this. Not that I would consider Rex Ryan a nuanced person whatsoever or that he knows what nuanced means. Um, oh man, shouldn't throw slugs against somebody. I don't know, but uh, I think Rex Ryan has thrown enough slugs. Uh, to allow sub to come back. And if he wants to shoot sub, by the way, that's fine. He listens to the pod, I'm sure. Hashtag Countdown Crew Rex Ryan. Now, he says this, and again, this is coming from Fozzie. uh I, I think this is relatively what he said. The 49ers only win when every single thing is in place, but the moment one thing is out of place, yeah, we lose. I think that he's on to something. He's not wrong. When the 49ers are on, they can be any team in the NFL, and that's why we're so scary it's you know, it's 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 the incredible Hulk, right? Because what what are they? Are are they you know Bruce Banner or are they the freaking Hulk that can destroy everything? I mean, ask the Rams, right? They're like you roll the dice, you gotta see who you get. Is it drunk Shanahan drawing up all these awesome plays that work fine? Or is it Shanahan that refuses to call a play action pass? Shanahan that like, you know, does whatever. So you're we're not consistent. And when you're not consistent in the NFL, you're going to get caught. And that's happened to us. But when we are on, you got to watch out. You know, I don't want to – we're not the same built team as those Giants team with Eli Manning that beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. But when we're on, if we get hot and healthy at the the right time, trust me, every single team in the NFC that's not the number one seed – Nobody wants to play us. We're not going to be on anybody's favorite list. I guarantee you that. Nobody wants to play us. You look at the teams in the NFC playoff picture, right? You've got, again, the non-division winners, okay? Right now, you've got Rams, Washington, 49ers, Eagles. I guarantee you, if you ask the top four teams, Cardinals, Packers, Bucks, Cowboys, what team do you not want to play, the 49ers are going to be the top of the list, They, the Rams might be up there with us, but the Rams have laid some stinkers way worse than us, right? Like Rams have, they're similar. They are really good or really bad. So I think everybody would rather take their chances with Washington or the Eagles or the Vikings who Vikings lost to the freaking Jared Goff. Like really? Really? Uh, uh, Luke. He said, "Thanks for the gift, man." He says, "Countdown crew, twenty minutes late." Oh, it still counts, brother. I appreciate that, man. Thank you for the gift, as always. Tim Cassidy says, "Where the hell is Aaron Banks?" He's on the bench, man. One does not simply <laughs> defeat Daniel Brunskill. Um, yeah, ugh. yeah. It's uh, it's it's what it is. I don't think anybody believes. Daniel Brudskill is the future of this franchise either. I think he's a great utility piece, and I I would love for him to be the first one off the bench. But uh, we'll see, man. We'll, we'll have to wait and see kind of what that looks like. Now, I, I want to spend some time talking about Nick Bosa. Um, so we're going to start off with Kyle Shanahan, and then we're going to go to a play, and then we're going to jump into some deep analytics. And, yeah, let's do this. I don't I don't think Bosa changes. I mean, you guys see the way he talks. Um yeah, I mean he's he's pretty chill guy. You know, he's he's I think he thinks a lot. I think he's very intelligent and but he doesn't just talk to talk and he's not a big rah rah guy. He doesn't he loves football. He does everything he can to be prepared for those three and a half hours on Sunday and he does that all year round and when he gets to Sunday he gives it everything he's got. He he plays so freaking hard and consistent. You know, we just talked about like the forty ers are not consistent. Nick is consistent. Trent Williams consistent, Jimmy Ward's consistent, right? Like Elijah Mitchell's consistent, Kittle's consistent, Lakin's consistent, Mosley's consistent, right? So you have some guys that are consistent. A lot of them aren't. And if you can get some more DJ Jones, I think is consistent. I might be missing a couple other ones, but I think that's what's key. And Nick Bosa hasn't really had that like all world game, but he's been so consistent. Listen to these numbers. He's first in the NFL in tackles for loss with 16, okay? So he played 12 games. He's got 16 tackle for loss. He's second in the NFL in quarterback hits with 26. Third, uh, He's fourth in the NFL in sacks with 12. Sixth in the NFL with three forced fumbles. All of this coming off an ACL tear. If Nick Bosa was a quarterback, he'd already have won and locked up comeback player of the year. But he's not, so he's not even going to be in the top three. It's going to Dak just because he's a QB. It's the way it is. If the 49ers were 9-3, which they should be, this is what we're going to be talking about next, he'd be Defensive Player of the Year. He'd be leading that race, but he's not. Now, here's a play real quick. This was the Nick Bosa sack and force fumble, which was gigantic. This was right after the Jimmy Garoppolo interception, the first one, and they started with the ball and field, and, um, field goal range. Bosa said, uh-uh-uh. Bosa, baby. Oh my gosh, Bosa. Coverage was great here. Coverage is really good dff out here did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks you can turn ten dollars into a thousand with basketball hockey college basketball entries today on prize picks america's number one fantasy sports app and here's what's great it, it you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country including california for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on Prize Picks, Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20. I and mean, this is where the ball should have gone, but we passed it off very well. It's not a true quarters look, but man, very good. Now let's pay attention to Bosa. The fact that this is how good the defense played. This drive started on, I think, the 30, and they're not going to get any points. Why? Nick Bosa. Incredible sack. Strip fumble. Just hand on hand. Gets his hand off of him. Chases it down. Boom. Knocks the ball backwards. Everybody's looking for the ball. Would have been great if we got it, but still, how many yards loss is that? They're on the 40? They're on the 38? Yeah, that's huge. DJ Jones right there. Aziz in there as well. Hell of a job, man. We forced three fumbles and three possessions. Ooh, Only got one of them back, but this, this doesn't matter. I mean, this is 30-yard loss, 20-yard loss. Yeah, about 22-yard loss. Incredible job. And you know the ESPN, they put this out. This is uh, using next gen stats. Shout out to a uh, at Seth Walder who put this together. And I know it's probably hard to see on here, so I'm going to explain what this chart is. And I'm, I'm a chart. I love charts. (laughs) I love charts. I want a shirt that just says I love charts. Um, This is the pass rush win rate. It's the left axis and the double team rate. That's the bottom one, right? The horizontal axis. And so what this is, a couple things. Nick Bosa is the most double teamed defender in the NFL by a considerable margin. And again, if you're listening to this podcast, okay, Nick Bosa is the farthest right by a considerable margin. Uh, The next closest player that faces the most double teams, Cameron Jordan, one of my all-time favorite players of the NFL. Uh, Max Crosby, who has been incredible. Miles Garrett. uh, You got Justin Houston. Charles Harris, who's put together a good year. Joey Bosa. Daniel Hunter. Um, And again, Nick Bosa is way past those guys. Like, on the other side of the San Andres' fault, <laughs> past those guys. Like, he is the most double-teamed. Now, if you're looking at this horizontally, the top players in the top of this chart have the best pass rush win, win rate. Okay, those top players, Miles Garrett's number one, Josh Sweat, Derek Barnett, TJ Watt, Hassan Riddick, Nuoso; Jadavian Clowney, Max Crosby, and Nick Bosa. The difference is, the best players, again, with these charts, is in the top right, okay? And those players are Nick Bosa, Miles Garrett, Clowney, Crosby, and Justin Houston. That's what you take away from this. Joey is on the outside looking in, Robert Quinn, a handful of those other guys. Like, those are the best players. And, again, the worst players are in the bottom left. And one of the names that shocked me was Montez Sweat. Um, A lot You you go back and talk about man how amazing that guy was and some people wanted him You know trade back and get him forget Bosa whatever else, but that was just wrong Bosa's unreal. He, he's unreal and I'll go back to this If we were nine and three Nick Bosa would be defensive player of the year leading that candidate. All right that now I'm going to get a little mad uh, and actually, no. Hold on. Before we get mad, real quick, want to say shout out to my bookie, man. We have crushed it lately. I want to have my bets up on Saturday. Um, here's real quick, just word from my bookie. <laughs> Cryptocurrency is the future, so don't get left in the past. Bet with my bookie, and you can get your first deposit of crypto doubled using promo code 49ERS double your first crypto deposit and the best part of this my bookie accepts all well-known cryptocurrencies bitcoin litecoin ethereum they do all of them and you can withdraw your money even faster if you're willing to take uh, currency and all the uh, the cryptocurrencies and all those things so don't miss out double your first deposit up to one thousand dollars using promo code 49ERS and head to my bookie today, place your bets, and watch the sparks fly. We also have UFC 269. You want to bet on the fights? That's there for you as well. So bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. All right, I, I want to see something. I, I'm going to ask you guys to do me a favor in the chat. If you could have any defensive end in the NFL moving forward, we're talking now and long term, who would you pick? And if it's Bosa type Bosa, For me, the only person that's even close to this conversation is Miles Garrett because he's a two-way, very good versus the run and the pass. But, like, would you prefer to have Garrett, Bosa, TJ Watt, uh, you know, throw whomever else you want in there, Max Crosby? There's a lot of studs, and I, I don't think any of them are the wrong answer necessarily. But, man, like, for me, it's Bosa. But I don't know if I'm the only one that feels that way. Miles Garrett's the only one that's close for me. TJ Watt, he's going to be a 3-4 guy, but he is so good. TJ Watt would be good with us as well. Uh, But I don't think, you know, play in and play out. So let me know. Type in Bosa, you know, Garrett, TJ Watt, whatever. Like, who would you take? If you could start right now with their age and kind of where they are, is there anybody else that you would take besides Bosa? And I know this is a 49ers podcast, but I'm legit curious because sometimes I think I'm a little too biased. And, man, yeah, a couple things I see in here. Um, <laughs> all the holding calls that Bosa gets as well. Which, yeah, he got another chokehold play. I don't have that one cut for you right now. But, yeah, it's bad. It's really, really bad. Like, if he got those holding calls. And I think eventually he will get those. um, But he's not getting them yet. And that's frustrating. Um, I love this. Shaj says Bolta the ultimate complete package with no weaknesses. I agree. There's he's amazing in the run, great versus the pass. I mean, he leads the NFL and tackles for loss for Christ's sake. Like that, that's bananas. Um, so damn good, so damn good. All right, now let's talk about why we're not nine and three, and uh, let's take a little turn to negative town. Um, oh, I got pretty pissed right here. Um, this is Coach Hightower, who I'm not a fan of. He might be a great player, or a great person. Um, he's a Longhorn. I love the Longhorns. But, dude, I want this guy gone. He's our special teams coach. He came in 2017 with the 49ers. And I think we lost this game because of special teams. There's no doubt about it. Um, listen, I think he says some of the right things here, but I want to talk about a couple other things. Well, it's football.
1: Like uh, To me, football is personal adversity, and it builds character. And that's what I like about our locker room and our guys because we got the right type of character guys. And I, what we're going to do is we're going to go back to work like we always done, just like we do after a win or a loss. And I need to coach better. And obviously, they feel like they need to play better. We've had two weeks that are not up to our standard in a row. And we can't have that happen if we want to go where we want to go. And we know it's not up to our standard. And I believe that we'll get back to our standard. Yeah, so, I mean, they know. I've told them. We played three bad games this year, two Seattle games and a Minnesota game. Every other game, I have to give those guys credit because they went out there and they did what they were supposed to do. And they did a hell of a job. And those other three games, when we didn't play well, that falls on me. And I got
0: to get them better. Okay, so let's do some simple math here. One, I love that he takes responsibility. So, like, I've always believed this. This isn't just coaching. This is management. This is whatever. Blame goes to the top. Praise goes down. Right? So, whenever you cost your team a game, which he has, several, you take responsibility. He's got that check mark, and so I, I character-wise, I think that dude's got it. I really, really do. He's not hiding behind anything. He's taking, you know, whatever. I love that. But at the end of the day, this is a results meritocracy business. Uh, it's not with Kyle Shanahan, but that's okay. Um, Shanahan loyalty program. It's got some major red flags. If you don't put it on the field and your product doesn't improve. What the hell, man? What the hell? So he said they've had three bad games. The rest were good. So that's nine good? All right. Chapman got mad on this. <laughs> I got pretty upset. And so I went through way too much. I went through every single game's box. I spent I spent over an hour and a half on this today. Uh, judge me all you want, people. Special teams, baby. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I went through all of this. I went through every single game. And I was like, you know what? I want to find out three bad he said three bad nine good and i was like that's total horse crap all right here we go y'all ready let's do the journey baby week one missed field goal fumbled the onside kick we had a negative kickoff return and punt return dvoa Uh, dvoa is basically a zero score is your average you're not positive helping your team you're not negative hurting your team you're just boom right in the middle. So if it's a positive DOA, you helped your team win. If it's negative, you hurt your team, okay? So, again, there's kickoff, kickoff return, punt return, punt, field goals. There's five categories, okay? They were negative in two of those big time, and you had to turn over on special teams. Week one was bad, okay? That was a bad game. He didn't say that that was a bad game. Um, he was he said the two Seattle games and the Vikings game. Um, so he wrong there. Week two. All right, we had 11-yard kickoff return, two extra points, one field goal. That's it. Like, eh, meh, I called this a meh game. Not good. No major mistakes. Our kickoff and punt returns were negative. The other three were positive right in the middle. So this isn't good. It's just meh, not good, but not bad either. Week three, kickoff, extra point. Punt return, all negative. So three out of five were negative. Trenton Cannon did have, that's a one positive return he's had all year, that 68-yard return. Uh, again, I'm going to say, man, you were negative in three out of five categories and barely positive in the other ones. Yeah, not good, not good. All right, week four, uh, kicker gets hurt in warm-ups. This is a Seattle game, which he said was bad. Uh, Mitch missed an extra point. Field goal, listen to this, kickoff, kickoff return, punt, punt return, field goal, all negative. You have five damn categories, negative in all of them. Terrible. That was the worst game ever. Lost that game. Guess what? Because of special teams. Week five versus the cards. Iyuk had two punt returns for six yards total. That hurt. Prater, uh, we had one missed field goal. Mitch had a very good punting game, however. Kickoff, punt return, field goal, all negative. Three out of five. So I'm going to say meh on the negative side, but I'm not going to say bad on that one uh, because, again, we did have some good punting that game, which we hadn't had in a while. Week 7 Colts, negative kickoff, negative punt return. I'm going to say good. No major mistakes there, okay? So that's the – I'm going to say, all right, cool, we're good there. Week 8 Bears, just special teams now, negative field goal and kickoff return. We didn't punt all game. We missed an extra point and a field goal. I'm not putting that in the positive good category by any stretch. So that's a meh for me, okay? Week nine cards, negative on kickoff return and punt return. Again, nothing really positive. No splash plays, no negative plays, whatever. Um, and just in case you're keeping track, we've been negative on kickoff return. Or, or Sorry, on kickoff coverage every single game. Every single game. Week 10, Rams. Negative kickoff, punt return, but I gave this a good game. Uh, we made a lot of field goals. We're, we're good. So the Rams game. No problem there. We were good there. I'll give us a good score. Week 11, Jacks. Negative on kickoff again and punt return again. Every single time. Just under good, but on the positive side. So I said, man, plus. Like, I'll give that to him. Week 12, Vikings. Negative kickoff and punt return. Mixed extra point. Um, Biggest negative score of the year. The, the Football Outsiders had us losing 6.1 points Um, just on special teams right here. Uh, we did have good punting, but this was a bad game. Seahawks. The worst game in the history of mankind. Negative kickoff. Kickoff return. Punt return. Fake punt for 70-plus yard touchdown. Benjamin fumble. We had a 30-yard punt. <laughs> we had a 30-yard punt. Mixed extra point. Bad. All right, so let's total that up. He said we had three bad and nine good. Eh, wrong answer, Hightower. Four bad, okay? Three good and five just in the middle. You're, you're barely average. BS, man. And, again, and I'm trying to book in this conversation about special teams with Hightower taking responsibility. Asked about that fake punt. Here's what he had to say.
1: At the second play, uh, we had a call on, and it's totally, it's totally on me. The players couldn't have done anything in that situation at all. We had a call on where we were trying to set up the offense and good field position there, and they had the perfect play on. They got us. And I mean, bottom line, they got us. They had the perfect play on. So that's what that's what happened on that play.
0: And, and so, like, here you put it on film, man. You got to sell scout. Hey, we don't have any edge players to the left side. Whenever we're doing our safe return, like what? Um, that that's a problem. And again, look at the thing. He has had a negative DOVOA on kickoff for every single game this year. It's terrible, man. Now, you look at the whole year combined, okay? And I use several different metrics. Okay, we're 30th in kickoff DVOA, We're 31st in kickoff return DVOA. We're 24th in overall special teams DVOA. And we're 24th ranked from pro football focus special teams unit. Um, It's bad. And it's not getting better. It's not. It's getting worse. You look at the bad games that we've had. The last two were awful, (laughs) so awful. I'm tired of this crap, man. Hold somebody accountable, and I like this dude. I want to hang out with him. He seems awesome. I don't want him coaching my special teams, man, and this is the problem. Kyle Shanahan played college football with him at Texas, and so he ain't going anywhere. Probably going to get a raise at the end of the season, and that pisses me off. makes me really mad. makes me really, really mad. Um, now a couple things that I do want to say and you know, I'm going to let you guys go here in a little bit Um, we're doing something different again. I on uh, our patreon page What we're doing is the rush hour series So I know you guys on this channel if I do anything non-49ers Even if it's nfl or whatever people get really really upset. So I want to respect that And so the patreon not taking anything away. We still do all of our breakdowns. Uh, we recorded an episode yesterday, which I'm pretty excited about, with my good friend Dale DeMont with uh, Eat Sleep Fantasy. And, man, we got into just kind of my coaching history, what that was like, how I went through the coaching, whatever, uh, the adoption story with my family and stuff. It Really, really, I, I think it's a very, very good show. Not 49ers related so much. We get into a little bit. But if you want that, that's Patreon exclusive only. Um, so I'm going to be loading that tomorrow and getting that up on the site. I might be able to get it done tonight. I'll get it done tonight. Um, so if you want to check that out, please do so. And again, I, I want more feedback because I've said several times, this is my last year teaching and coaching. Um, this is, this is my drive moving forward. And a big reason why I could do that is all of the Patreon fans, uh, and supporters and you guys, man, you are, you are the best. You turn those notifications on countdown crew. I love the energy that you guys give. Thank you. Shot J, uh, hit that like and subscribe button. T- hit that notification bell. Uh, that's, that's a, it that helps us out more than anything. Um, and like tell me what it is you guys want and I create that Like, that's what I want this to be build the community obviously we're doing all of the freaking the 49ers rush road trip uh, check that out we're throwing the best party in the world um, at the LA game week 18 and so come out and party with us you can get your tickets at 49ersrushroadtrip.com and so next year we're planning on doing this for all the away games <laughs> as close as I can before my wife gets upset at me <laughs> <laughs> that's the plan um so the details are on there 49 Niners rush com. but again what i need you guys to do we're going to be throwing a party in hermosa and we're setting up the tailgate uh we're going to be tailgating with 49ers juanos the uh, the freaking awesome uh chapter uh 40 juanos they're just a great uh la chapter some great people there shout out to them so again if you want to join us there man come out and party uh, we've got, we've got a pretty good guest list. I'll, I'll be teasing that a little bit later, but you're going to be able to see a lot of your favorite podcasters, not named John Chapman, um, out there as well. We're going to have a, a very, very special crowd. So want to say, thank you again. Feedback is so important. Um, and again, just let me know what it is that you guys want. Really respect you guys. Thank you for your time. Uh, I understand, uh, you, you, a lot of 49ers podcasts out there. And so for those of you that choose to stay with me, I want to let you know, like, uh, I do not take that for granted. I am very, very appreciative of what you guys bring to this show. So thank you so much. And I will be back with you guys on Saturday, breaking down the entire Cincinnati game. Hopefully we get a little more clarity saturday it might have to wait a little while because usually when the plane leaves that's when we'll find out who's playing and who's not um so we'll have to see what that looks like but until then appreciate you guys thank you so much for all the support and stay strong faithful